you're listening to episode 84 of Alexa in Canada, The Voice Experience. She's got, She's skills. got skills. My name's Terry Fisher, and here's the deal. Voice technology is changing so fast, and I'm trying my best to keep up with it. I'm here to learn everything I can about Alexa, so you and I can figure her out, and so we can make our lives more organized, relaxed, stress-free, and even have some fun. Let's learn some skills. Hello and welcome to episode 84 of the podcast. So glad to have you along for the ride today. Today we have a special guest who is talking all about using voices for voice technology, David Cicerelli from Voices.com. But just before we get into that, I want to tell you again that today's episode is brought to you by Flash Briefing Formula, the complete course on how to create your own Flash Briefing. It even includes videos that show you specifically where to click when you're going to technically set up the Flash Briefing on Lexi so that you don't have to worry about figuring out how to do that. It's entirely free. You just go to flashbriefingformula.com. All right, let's get to today's interview. Today, as I said, I'm really excited to introduce you to David Cicerelli, who is the founder and CEO of Voices.com. They are a company that basically helps us developers or anyone else that wants to get involved with Lexi skills to have the best sounding voice for the skill. Why would you want to do that? Well, do you want to identify your skill differently than the average skill that is using Lexi's voice. Well, we talk all about that with David, and let's get right into it here. Really fun uh, conversation with David, who is a Canadian. This is an all-Canadian episode, and uh, I hope you'll enjoy. Let's get right to it. All right, David. Well, welcome to the Alexa Canada podcast. It's great to have you here. Hey, awesome. Thanks for having me on, Terry. Oh, it's my pleasure. So we've got lots to talk about, but before we dive into voices and all about you know, human versus synthetic speech and all that great stuff when it comes to developing skills. We need to learn a little bit about you, David, and what you do. So can you give us a little overview? Who are you? Sure. Great. Well, I'm uh, the co-founder and CEO of Voices. Uh, Voices.com is kind of the official brand uh, name. And at Voices, um, you know, I'm uh, definitely involved on the on the leadership team, um, driving kind of strategic direction of the company. Um, and uh, working with uh, both customers, our investors, um, you know, media relations, the community. So I um, spend a lot of time, uh, my time with people uh, nowadays telling them kind of what we do. Um, and Voices.com, for those who might be unfamiliar, it's a, a online marketplace where we connect uh, voice buying clients, people who are at ad agencies, creative production facilities, uh, maybe they're a corporate marketer. And they're looking to hire a voice for a project. And that could be anything from a commercial, um, a YouTube video, or of course nowadays um, uh, voice apps for smart speakers um, or even kind of kiosks or other type of interfaces. And uh, then on the, – so those on the buy side. And on the sell side of the market uh, would be those voice talent. Um, we kind of use the term voice talent or voice actors interchangeably. And they're, of course, freelance professionals um, based out of home recording studios all around the world. There's hundreds of thousands of them on the platform, and they're looking for work. And so we uh, bridge that gap between the two, um, facilitating that connection between the client, uh, as we say, and that talent that's looking for work. 
Awesome. Awesome. That's great. It sort of reminds me of some of these other sites that are out there as well, where you can go and look for freelancers to do other jobs, whether it's, you know, you're looking for a virtual assistant or, or that sort of thing, but you obviously you're specializing in the voice talent, which is a huge area right now. For sure. I mean, we started uh, over 10 years ago. Um, freelancing was, you know, just in its earliest days then. We viewed, you know, look, there's kind of two directions you can take. You're either going to go very uh, wide and be kind of a generalist freelancer platform where it's anything from graphic design to, as you say, virtual assistant or maybe a trend, somebody doing transcription for, uh, you know, medical uh, transcription, something along those lines and really everything in between. Or you can go very, very deep on a particular vertical, which we see on, you know, mobile web development for on TopTal or 99designs on graphic designs or voice actors or voice of talent on voices.com. And that's been um, not only is it kind of our namesake, um, that's my background is in audio engineering. And I said co-founder because my wife actually is the other co-founder and she uh, was a, she's a classically trained uh, singer and musician with wow. her uh, music degree actually specializing in voice. And so she understands, um, I guess, kind of the, the human and physiological aspects of producing sound with your voice, but also as a performer. And so She's kind of the artistic uh, side of things and myself more on the technical and engineering. So uh, it is really, uh, as they say, kind of one of those great matches um, that's made both as co-founders, um, but we're both super passionate about the space. Oh, that's really cool. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a neat story. Actually, uh, just a little personal connection. My mom, that's what my mother did. She did uh, voice uh, at university. And uh, I've been a musician all my life. And so I, I can appreciate that, the, the benefit of having somebody like that as a co-founder. That's, that's fantastic. Probably. Yeah, probably lots of singing in the house, right? Um, <laughs> you got you know, it. Everything, tur- everything turns into a rhyme when we're studying. You know, the kids are studying for something. We have four kids now, and if they're studying for something, it's like, you know, sing it out or make it into a rhyme. And um, no, it's it's a lot of fun. It's it's actually a pretty musical family as well. That's great. I feel like I'm I'm listening to somebody talk about a family just like mine. I, I'm from a family of four kids yeah. as well. So it's it's uh, yeah, lots of connections <laughs> there. And I should have we should have mentioned this off the off the top. You're Canadian. This is an all Canadian show, right? Where are you guys based? For sure. Yeah, so we're in London, Canada, which is about an hour and a half out of Toronto. Just if you think of um, between Toronto and Detroit, we're kind of smack in the middle of that. We can get um, anywhere uh, really within in, in North America within kind of a couple hours uh, flight. Um, we feel like we're pretty close to everything. Um, so yeah, it's it's a great location. There's a wonderful business school here. There's two audio engineering and production schools um, that are based in London. Um, and we had the Canadian Music Awards, which was uh, the Junos. We had them in London this year as well, too. So it's definitely a hub for media, digital content, and creative uh, industries. Mm-hmm. Are certainly uh, there's a cluster happening here in London. So we think we're, we're in a great place. Fantastic. That's great. That's great. All right. So let's say let's transition here a little bit to sort of voice voice technology and how your service can be uh, invaluable to that. Let's let's talk a little bit about if you know. Let's say somebody's wanting to create a a voice skill, whether it's an Alexa skill, a uh, Google Action, and they're starting to think about how do they want to present this skill. Is it going to be you know text to speech? Is it going to be Alexa's voice, Google's voice, that sort of thing? Or they're considering the idea of having uh, a voice actor. Can you describe a little bit about what what should be going into that thought process or that decision, and why is it important to do one versus the other? Yeah, for sure. So I think that the way we think about this and certainly advise our clients is think about it and almost consider it like a two by two matrix where on, um, you know, on your horizontal axis, you have time, right? And it's the shorter time period of, um, of voice prompts, 
uh, versus longer time period. And maybe it's kind of a long, you know, monologue, like a story. And then um, on the vertical axis, it's what is the quality of voice that you want to have? And so if you have a very short period of time and it's, let's call it transactional in nature, very, you know, very much like um, uh, GPS directions or you're trying to get a quick answer, kind of a question and answer type interaction, then that's where I think synthetic voice uh, really plays a part. Now, whether that's the default Alexa voice or something similar, um, as you want to move up kind of on the quality, it's probably driven because the interactions are longer. So now you're getting into maybe, you know, um, 10 to 30 seconds of content that a user might be listening to. Mm -hmm. um, and that, in which case, all right, maybe you want a branded synthetic and the content is changing all the time. That's another key driver. Mm -hmm. If you have relatively static content, um, but it's longer, maybe it's a minute or two or three, think of it like a story that's being read or um, longer instructions or maybe you know some type of educational content, then I think there's a time and a place where that makes more sense to have a voice talent record that out because you're trying to either um, invoke emotion or um, instruction in a longer way that it's, you know, as I say, educational content where somebody really needs to absorb this information. So I think those are the spectrums, time and quality, and then the type of interactions, whether they're transactional, informational, or educational. That's great. That's great. And so as somebody makes that decision, they think, look, okay, I want, this is going to be a relatively static uh, skill or interaction, um, and I want it to be of high quality. So they're, they're starting to think, okay, I want to have a particular voice. Now what happens? How do they decide what voice that is? Or maybe that's where you help them. You, maybe you can explain that a little bit to me and the listeners. Yeah. I mean, what's, what's fascinating is people, you know, a creative producer or an app designer is thinking they hear the voice in their head. And this is what we found with a lot of research that we've done. People hear it in their head, just like as if you're imagining a logo for your brand. It's like, you know it when you see it. Hmm. Oh, I like those colors. I like those shapes. Same thing with the voice. Um, they hear it in their head. What is lacking is the lexicon for describing what that voice sounds like. Uh, you know, what's what's the analogy? It it always comes across as what we call artistic direction. But I mean, we've seen artistic direction says sound professional. I'm like, uh, what does that mean? It's so subjective. In fact, that's more of an indication of the quality of the recording. Of course, we want it to sound professional. But what we've found is the decision tree is really. Um, what language do you want, um, you know, the, the voice talent, uh, then what accent, sometimes people have a preference, whether it's a British accent, because it's a luxury brand and people in North America tend to kind of gravitate to this foreign intrigue and mysterious sound of, you know, uh, whether it's a British accent or kind of an Eastern mm -hmm. European accent. So accent can, can play a part. Mm -hmm. Um, and then after that, it's the age and, uh, you know, gender, um, would might factor into that as well too. From there, then you're talking about these two um, areas that I think are really important because you're basically building a vocal persona. And the two I want to challenge kind of the listeners to think about is the role, which, you know, is this person a villain? Is this person a superhero? Are they a teacher? Are they a soccer coach? You know, are they a sports announcer? What is the role that this, per this talent is performing? And then the style. And um, the style is kind of like, are they funny? Are they sarcastic? Are they sophisticated? Are they humorous? And if you can kind of narrow at least the role and the style down, that is going to provide the talent so much artistic direction of 
when they're doing an audition, but also it kind of defines what you're listening for. And so kind of quick, funny, a uh, couple of funny stories. We had artistic direction where somebody said, um, and they, we have drop downs when you go to post a job and kind of guide you through this process to give you the auditions of talent um, that really fit the job that, mm-hmm. that, that you're looking to fulfill. Um, but before these drop downs, we kind of standardize on this, on this lexicon, this criteria, as I say, um, it was just a free form box and we would get artistic direction with clients like we want the talent to sound purple, I'm like <laughs> purple. What do you mean? Like okay. silly, big and fluffy. Like how are we, <laughs> like, what does that mean? Um, we want them to sound tall. Well, how do you sound tall? Does that mean like more authoritative? Is that like a bigger booming voice? We, you know, and so this is what, this is kind of what I'm referring to is this lack of lexicon. So we're trying to standardize that by language, uh, accent, gender, age, role, and style. And if you can think in that kind of framework, I think it'll hone down what you're listening for instead of just picking the first voice that you kind of like. Well, why do you like them? Because they're fitting on that criteria. Ah, okay. Well, that's great. That gives me an idea of how that works. So then the person, once they've sort of had this framework in their mind, then they would come to the service to voices.com and then they would be able to choose potentially a couple of voice actors that would audition for this job. Is that how that works? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So there's really kind of two paths. You can, you can certainly search, um, using the search box at the top of uh, every page on the site and, you know, type out some criteria and then refine the search using really those same parameters. Um, the thing with that is you're kind of doing a lot of that legwork. Then you got to reach out to everyone individually that you might want to work with and you're hearing samples of previous work, which are okay. That's great. It's not your actual script. Mm. The better option and is free is the uh, path of posting a job. And this is where you're describing in detail who you're looking for, what you need read, and when you need it by, and what your budget range is for that work. What we do in our uh, really core piece of technology is what we call voice match. We take those inputs of what the client or this voice app developer is looking for match that up against the hundreds of thousands of profiles and down select automatically invite only the most qualified talent for that job. It's a bit of a process of elimination. If you want an English voice with a British accent, of course, we're only, we're, we're not going to invite, invite anybody who only speaks French or Spanish or German. Right. Um, so we're going to, you know, so, and same thing kind of going down that list. Um, so we invite the most qualified people. Now where the magic kind of comes in is we're, we're, not only inviting, but we're scoring how qualified based upon that criteria they are based out of a hundred points. And so we're informing the talent, wow, you're, you know, you're 98% voice matched. We think this is a great job for you. Invite you, we encourage you to apply. They reply by reading a sample of the script. Maybe it's 10, 15, 30 seconds. So you actually get to hear how your voice app might sound by working with a human voice actor. They're also going to give you a quote for how much they're willing to do the work for. Now, at the beginning, when you're filling out your job, you probably said, oh, somewhere between $500 and $750 or $1,000 to $2,000, something in that range. They'll actually be able to provide you with a firm quote for exactly how much they're willing to do the work for. We add on a transaction fee. It's 20% a platform uh, fee, mm-hmm. in which case you see a full all-in baked-in price. Mm-hmm. Um, and so – that response that you're getting is a sample of the voice, the price for how much they're willing to do the work for, 
Um, and you see their profile and star ratings and reviews from previous work. And if you like what you hear, you can go on and hire them through the platform just by entering your credit card details. Most talent um, will actually reply with your finished work, again, depending on how long it is, within a day or two. Wow. And so it's an amazing turnaround um, compared to maybe traditional methods of hiring a voice talent um, that might take kind of weeks on end. Uh, that's kind of the beauty of this like on-demand type platform is that there are literally thousands of talent at the ready, eager to be able to serve you um, uh, as, as a developer uh, on your project and, and help, you, uh, help you really get that to life and uh, breathe that script to life and, and deliver, uh, deliver an application that is going to be beneficial to your end users. So that's what Voices.com is in a nutshell. Now, I want to ask you a little bit about specifically, because like you said, you can use voice actors for all different types of applications, whether it's you know, YouTube videos and all this kind of stuff. But Obviously, over the last couple of years here now, there's just this explosion in voice technology specifically. And I know that you're going to be at um, Voice Summit. In fact, you guys are a platinum sponsor of Voice Summit. So I'm curious now to hear a little bit about what you have found in terms of, you know, perhaps the, the, the frequency of customers that you're seeing now that are more interested specifically in Alexa skills and that sort of stuff versus maybe other uh, other applications. And why is it so important for you guys to be part of Voice Summit and, and this particular community now? So it's definitely um, voice applications is a emerging category of work on voices.com. We have 12 different categories of work. Um, what most people would traditionally think of, you know, radio and TV commercials, maybe an internet video. Um, so a, you know, smart speaker or a voice application um, is certainly category of work. We've seen, um, well, we do well over 5,000 jobs a month. I mean, we've seen you know, in the neighborhood of a couple hundred um, uh, in the last couple months that have come through and that have specifically mentioned uh, either Alexa or Google Assistant. Mm -hmm. That said, I think where the, where the, you know, kind of gap is in people's minds is, am I creating a dynamic two-way conversational app? Or what we've seen is often the first foray into the quote-unquote voice space is creating a flash briefing, which is in effect, yes, it's a yes, it's a skill, but really, um, it's a podcast that's kind of trimmed down and delivered in, in more of a bite-sized piece. That is something that both a lot of chief marketing officers and brand managers can really wrap their heads around. I'm like, okay, so it's like a podcast, but it's delivered through this other medium. Mm -hmm. um, and it's kind of akin to like an Instagram or a Facebook story that they understand. So that's often the entry point and then kind of move beyond that um, into more of a dynamic conversational um, aspect. So uh, like many of your other guests, um, Terry, we believe that the voice um, as an interface is early. It'll be complementary to the screen. Um, but I mean, every technology that we've seen over the last, as I said, the last decade from going from. Uh, you know, the iPod being first introduced and then kind of came podcasts and then video podcasts and then really opening up that entire um, app ecosystem to custom apps that are being developed. Well, then it was um, app pre preview videos that were custom made preview videos. And then there's advertising. Around. Voice is a core piece of educating, informing and entertaining audiences it complements the video or the visual elements and it's not text. So there's kind of, it's, it's one of these 
main digital media form factors that we view as being, um, you know, it, it you know, has such kind of evergreen potential that we're just, as I said, we're excited about the space. Um, if I may, you'd mentioned around the, the voice summit, you know, as we, as we, you know, I guess extrapolate, um, what's next for a lot of our brands, um, brand managers and, and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been curious to understand what, how ready are they for building voice apps? And so we've actually partnered with voicebot.ai to, uh, commission some market research, um, and it's all voices.com uh, customers that are either, as I say, marketers or brand managers mm-hmm. and asking them, are you thinking about building, you know, have you, or are you thinking about building a voice app in the next three, six or 12 months? Um, you know, have you thinking about budget about this? Uh, is it, you know, static or dynamic content? And so all of those, um, findings are going to be the basis of a keynote presentation that I'm giving at uh, the upcoming summit. And so I hope that uh, that'll be very interesting for those in the audience and uh, add some value um, to those uh, participating. That's great because, uh, as you know, there's this is so new and the, the, the statistics and the research that has been done in this is, is it's starting to um, – Starting to develop for sure, but there's there's a lack of that, and so I think the more data that we have, it really is helpful for, for everybody in the space. That's fantastic. What I've seen so far is usage patterns and what are people doing with them. But we're trying to flip that on its head and go, okay, but who's producing the voice skills, uh, the apps, right. right? And are they going to do that? What categories are they thinking about? Um, what problems are they trying to solve? And so that's, again, where I, where we view this disconnect between, hey, there's, you know, whether you, you know, it, it's 50 million, 60 million or 100 million um, devices slash surfaces out there. Okay, the install base is there. There's no denying that. The question is, what is what, you know, what's the app ecosystem and how are people thinking about entering into the space? Big brands. And some it's a lot more clear and obvious than others. So we're just trying to get a sense of the timeline on this one. Is this... Um, you know, is this a one, is this happening this year and the next year or maybe further they're out and how can we help them along that journey of, you know, moving from an experimental, um, phase in kind of budget line item that might be in an innovation department of a major brand or getting it into, no, this is kind of core to our product or this is core to our marketing endeavor. And so we're trying to guide them through that process. One other thing I wanted to ask you about before we wrap it up is um, in terms of some new things on the site, and do you want to talk a little bit about some of the the, the product improvements that uh, that you have available on your site? So you might have actually picked up on some of the language that I've been sharing around brands and large enterprises, and this is a, certainly a shift that we're making, I would say even being kind of pulled into by the needs of the large organization um, that might have you know kind of 500 employees or more where they're definitely much more driven around collaboration. You know, there's multiple buyers, uh, multiple influencers in that buying decision um, process, Mm -hmm. and they're doing a lot more exciting type work. And so we've built out a um, suite of collaboration tools where they can invite other users onto voices.com that are part of their company to both listen, evaluate, um, rate, vote on the voice talent that might become their brand voice. And so that has been one of those things that's been really interesting to us. Um, And so on that same vein, looking at, you know, what are those other enterprise grade tools could be around um, procurement. It could be around having a 
um, you know, private cloud, so to speak, of like private list of just their pre-selected brand voices that they can go to time and time again. Um, in effect, short-circuiting that audition process, just go, hey, these are these are the brand-approved voices that we can rely on across all media. So those are the uh, type of uh, problems that we're trying to solve, those that are specific to the large enterprise, and help them utilize voice uh, in more of the media that they're already working with. Fantastic. No, that, that's a really nice feature as well. And, you know, I just thought of one other, one other question or here that I'd love to ask you before I let you go, and is that um, – are there any specific skills that you can direct any of the listeners to, to to listen to how a voice actor has been used in a really effective way? Are there any sort of examples that you guys have produced that uh, we could direct them to? Yeah, one of the best places you could uh, see past success stories um, for all media would be going on Voices.com. If you scroll right to the very bottom of the site, um, you'll see uh, success stories, a little link there in the footer. And uh, you can see um, both from smart speaker and voice applications as well uh, as case studies on other work for around kind of commercials and other video. But it's all there for you. Perfect. So that's great. And I'll make sure to put all of the uh, links on the uh, show notes page so it'll be easy for everybody to find. Fantastic. So, David, thanks so much for uh, spending some time. Really, really interesting stuff that you guys are doing. And uh, I'm sure this is just the beginning for you guys and and the whole uh, voice ecosystem, so to speak. Where is a good place for the listeners to go and check you out and otherwise connect? Yeah, for sure. So the, the definitely the best place would be Voices.com, the website. Um, you can sign up uh, for a free account there and uh, or visit our blog um, as well. And then uh, kind of more in real time, we're just simply at Voices on Twitter as well as Instagram. So those are uh, probably the best places to, uh, to check us out at. Fantastic. Well, I look forward to, uh, to hearing your keynote at, uh, at Voice Summit and meeting up. And uh, it's going to be a great, great time. I encourage everybody else to get out there so they can check out the summit and, and hear your keynote, which I'm sure is going to be really uh, insightful. So thanks again for spending some Very time cool. here on the podcast. Hey, thanks so much, Terry. So there you go. If you are looking for a voice actor, then Voices.com just may be the ticket that you are looking for. Uh, again, if you're getting a chance to come out to Voice Summit, then definitely let myself know. I'd love to connect with you there. And I'm sure David would love to connect with you there as well. Uh, again, the show notes, of course, will g- include the links to Voices and everything else that David talked about. You can access those show notes at alexaincanada.ca slash 84. And, of course, I'll have everything there that uh, we spoke about. I want to finish off by, again, just reminding you that This episode is brought to you by Flash Briefing Formula. As David talked about, flash briefings are a really great way to kind of dip your toe into the voice assistant smart speaker world. And if you are not sure how to do it, then this course can certainly help you out with that. You just go to flashbriefingformula.com. And finally, if you are not listening to the flash briefing associated with the ALEXA in Canada brand, the flash briefing is called Voice in Canada. Tomorrow is the 500th episode of the Flash Briefing, and I am doing something entirely new. It is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, It's going to be something that you are actively involved in and something that allows you to win some prizes. Uh, It's going to be a really, really fun experience. This is going to last for the next two weeks, and you'll have to tune in tomorrow for all of the details on Voice in Canada. To do that, you simply say to your device, Lexi, enable voice in Canada, and then you can simply ask for the news, and she will play your flash briefing. 
Look forward to that. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I will talk to you very soon. Take care. She's got, She's got skills. skills.